All right, folks. Welcome aboard Friday Night Edition, Philip Ward Show. We have made it through yet another busy news week. We have entered the 683rd day of slowing the spread. 683 days we've gone through now, folks, of slowing this spread. You know, I hope it gets... Uh, I hope the spread gets slow pretty quickly here. The Joe Unity administration has 1,087 days left to go. You know, I'm watching this news tonight, folks, about this freedom convoy that is happening. This is phenomenal stuff. In Canada, this group of Canadian truck drivers say they're on their way to Ottawa. Ottawa, which is the capital of Canada. I've been there, actually. And here's Justin Trudeau, uh, Justin People kind, Trudeau, he says we don't like to say mankind, we like to say people kind. That tells you all you didn't know about Justin Trudeau. He's, you know, here he's saying about them that they're a, quote, fringe minority, um, says the small, and listen to this, by the way, because is, I mean, is this not the statement of a dictator? How dare you don't agree with Justin people kind Trudeau? He says, the small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa, who are holding unacceptable views that they are expressing, they, they do not represent the views of Canadians, eh? Who have been there for each other, who know that following this. How many times are we going to hear Democrats and their whole follow the science? No, 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 no. Not this science they're talking about. No, the science that only benefits them politically is what they're talking about. He says, in stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. Well, to me, it seems as if the only freedoms and rights that they value as a country in Canada is what Justin Trudeau puts forward. You better, who says this? Holding unacceptable views? Isn't, last time I checked, Canada, you were free in Canada that you could still express different views than what the government is saying. I don't know if they have a First Amendment in Canada. I'm not a Canadian guy myself. But my God, imagine, and, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Unity said something like that, that there's a fringe minority of people in this country who are holding unacceptable views. How dare, unacceptable? I mean, get over yourself, Justin. People kind Trudeau, my goodness gracious. But I think it's phenomenal. More power to them, to the truckers in Canada. The truckers that, the, I mean, the whole world needs truckers. You know the jobs that they do? I mean, they, they are driving sometimes their whole entire week. They're away from their families to ensure that products and groceries and different things that we need, food, are available in stores. Unlike, you know, Bear Shelves Biden, he's doing his best to make sure that there's nothing available. Supply chain crisis that, um... Mayor uh, Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, whatever it is you want to call him. I mean, he looks like he has no care whatsoever. There's no sense of urgency there to fix that up. Uh, same with Joe Unity Biden, who was in Pennsylvania today. And the same thing happened in Pennsylvania today as did in Georgia when it came to Stacey Abrams. That, you know, Stacey Abrams, who's the governor of Georgia, in her mind, she's running for re-election if you ask her. But she said, well, uh, uh, I can't go see Joe. I'm sorry. I have a, uh, uh, a scheduling conflict. Same exact thing <laughs> happened with two prominent uh, Democrat um, politicians.
politicians in Pennsylvania today. We'll get into that momentarily, but first, I want to start off, folks, because we reported on this program, uh, Officer Jason Rivera of the uh, New York Police Department and and how um, he was killed, uh, how his partner ended up dying as well because of this, you know, career uh, criminal. This guy's been in and out of jail his entire life. LaShawn McCoy is, or excuse me, McCoy, LaShawn McNeil um, is his name. We'll get into his background in a second. And I mean, it just at some point in time, the attacks on our police officers just have to stop. And I mean, you have a Joe Unity Biden who, remember, in 2020 was saying, oh, yeah, we absolutely need to reallocate funding for the police. Yet AOC who was saying, well, when we say defund the police, we mean defund the police. Remember, the New York Police Department itself was defunded by, I think, a million, it was either a million or a billion dollars, either way, totally unacceptable in my view, by Bill de Blasio, the alligator in New York City. Um, L.A., San Francisco, everyone's doing the same exact thing when it comes to defunding the police. You know, the police are, so, they, I've always said it, our military, our police are some of the most brave, most incredible, most courageous men and women of the entire country, probably the entire world. And for a one party, one political party in this country who has complete control, they have the White House, they have the Senate, they have the House of Representatives, they will always have the mainstream media in perpetuity. For them to come out and hold a stance on police that we need to defund the police and that the police, are the, Joe literally said in 2020, police have become the enemy. You know, look at uh, Islam Omar in the squad. Look at Ayanna Presley, Rashida Tlaib, like I mentioned, AOC. Look at the stance that this party has taken now completely and totally against our police officers. And you know what happens when a party takes a stance like this? We see funerals like this of police officers who have who died just trying to do their jobs. This, I listened to the, um, the widow of Jason Rivera. Um, her name, uh, Dominique Luza Riga today. And it was just heartbreaking listening to her she even uh, uh uh ripped the manhattan district attorney uh, alvin bragg uh bragg you know who's who's all about no cash bail and you know letting criminals back out on the streets i mean at what point does this nonsense end you know her story what listening to her talk about her husband it, that part was heartbreaking i loved what she had to say about uh the manhattan district attorney alvin bragg she says this quote Although you won't, uh, this was, or excuse me, this was about, um, like I said, her, her uh, husband, Jason Rivera, who was the officer who died, and Alvin Bragg as well. She says here, quote, although you won't be here anymore, I want you to live through me. This system of defund the police, of no cash bail, what the Democrats and the district attorneys that George Soros funded liberal, he who shall not be named George Soros, uh, district attorneys that he's personally putting in himself and funding. I mean, it's totally unacceptable. She says, this system continues to fail us. We are not safe anymore. Not even the members of the service. She says, I know you were tired of these laws, especially the ones from the new DA. I hope he's watching you speak through me right now. She says, I'm sure all of our blue family is tired too. 
She said, but I promise, we promise, your death, talking about Rivera's death, that your death won't be in vain. And I, I mean, I totally agree with it. This, it's got to stop. I mean, what's the incentive for anyone to be a police officer anymore? Police that we absolutely need in this country to make sure that criminals don't run the country, even though that's exactly what the Democratic Party wants. And I say it all the time. Democrats, they only care about people who advocate for abortion, illegal aliens, and criminals. And that's really it. If you're a an American citizen, a law-abiding American citizen, forget about that. Democrats don't care about you. Why would they? Probably aren't going to vote for them. I mean, it's 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 insane the stance that they hold. Um, and I think as well with the speech that she gave today, we can all learn something from it. That we should always, you know, when it comes to our friends, our families, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, husband, wife, that the people that you love and you care about in your life, you should always, always, always make sure that they know truly how much you love them. She says this, um, this Friday was different. We had an argument. She said, it's, it's hard being a cop's wife sometimes. It's hard being patient when plans were canceled or we would go days without seeing each other, she said. She said, we were arguing because I didn't want you to use your job phone while we were together. You were so mad that you took your LeBron jersey down, gave me your chain, put lo the lotions I gave you for your ashy hands in the bag, and said, here, take them. Uh, she, said, he said, um, she says, you asked me if you were, are sure that you don't want me to take you home. Quote, it might be the last ride I give you. She says, I said no. And that was probably the biggest mistake I ever made. She says, later that day, that was when Rivera and his partner, Officer Wilbert Mora, by the way, Officer Wilbert Mora has now died as well. Just incredibly sad. Um, she says, moments after uh, that, uh, the assault happened by career criminal LaShawn McNeil. Um, she looked, uh, saw a notification pop up on her citizen app that showed two cops had been shot in Harlem and she said that her heart dropped. I immediately texted you, asked you, are you okay? Please tell me you're okay. I know that you're mad right now, but just text me. You're okay. At least tell me you're busy. I get no response, she says. We used to share locations on Find My iPhone, and when I checked yours, I see that you're at Harlem Hospital. I thought maybe you were sitting on a perp, but still nothing. She says then she got a call, and, and, and or excuse me, she called and called and called, and something wasn't right. So then she got a call asking if she was Jason's wife, and then she said she had to rush to the hospital. Walking all those steps, seeing everybody staring at me, was the scariest moment I've experienced. Nobody was telling me anything. Dozens of people were surrounding me, and yet I felt alone. I couldn't believe you left me. Seeing you in a hospital bed, wrapped up in sheets, not hearing you when I was talking to you broke me, she said. Said I asked why? I said to you, wake up, baby. I'm here. That little bit of hope I had that you would come back to life just to say goodbye or say I love you one more time has left. I was lost. 
I'm still lost. Today, I'm still in this nightmare that I wish I never had, she says. She says, even when we said I do, we couldn't believe it. You know, they, they got married back in October, this couple. October 9th was the happiest day of our lives. She said, I know I drove you crazy saying I love you so many times that you would stop replying I love you more, but you made me feel alive. She says, you make me feel alive. She says, you have the whole nation on gridlock, and although you won't be here anymore, I want you to live through me. She says, I love you until the end of time. We'll take the watch from here. Folks, if you get a chance, you know, I would encourage everybody. I can't do it justice. But I would say go back and you know, watch the speech. It's so hard. And, it, and really, you know, you never want to take anyone that you care about in this life for granted, folks. Because, you know, here the, the two of them had an argument, even though they obviously clearly loved each other very much so. And, you know, the, the last time she, you know, she's talking to her husband or they're in an argument. I mean, it's just so sad and heartbreaking. And, folks, my heart breaks for uh, the family of Jason Rivera and his um, widow, Dominique. Um, so our prayers, our thoughts and prayers are with the family and with all cops, all law enforcement, all over the country who put their lives on the line and have to deal with, let's see, people like LaShawn McCoy. I mean, this is in CBS New York. According to police, LaShawn McCoy had been arrested five times before the deadly encounter happened. He was on probation after being convicted on a felony drug charge in New York City in 2003. McNeil was arrested four times outside the city on various charges, including assault on an officer and weapon possession. McNeil, sources tell CBS New York, has a history, well, had a history, he's dead now, of posting anti-police and anti-government messages on social media. Um, Eric Adams, the new New York City mayor, says, Officers have taken thousands of guns off the streets, but they need help. The help is to stop the flow, and that is what the... Listen to this. That is what the federal government must do. That's what Eric Adams is saying. The federal government? You want to rely on Joe Unity Biden to take the guns off the streets? And notice that Democrats always say that it's always about illegal guns on the streets. What about the first word in that phrase right there? Illegal. These guns are already illegal. You know, it's just uh, what the Democrats want is to totally get rid of the Second Amendment. Or law-abiding people, you know, that, that have a right to own a gun, and, 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 and Democrats don't want them. They want us to turn into Australia. Turn it on. Look at Australia. In Australia, you know, down under, they, they comp took all their guns. They, they, they handed them in. No guns anymore. Now look. Now they're dealing with complete and utter dictatorship in Australia. You're unvaccinated in Australia? <laughs> See you later, buddy. You're going to camp. And they, there's videos all over the internet about this stuff. I mean, it's just nuts to me, folks. It really is. Um, so Biden today, he goes over to, uh, uh, he was in uh, Pennsylvania. Now, this I found a little weird. I'm not going to lie to you on this because you get the headline uh, earlier this morning before Joe goes to PA Pittsburgh bridge collapse causes massive gas leak, leaving four hospitalized ahead of Biden's visit. He was there to talk about infrastructure, and right before he gets there, a bridge collapses. You know, I, I think, well, that's pretty symbolic of his presidency. I think that's collapsing as well. Definitely his approval ratings, my God. 
Uh, Pittsburgh Public Safety you know, reported that uh, Frick Park was closed. Uh, President Biden, who went to Pittsburgh today, spoke about uh, infrastructure issues. Uh, and, and, and here's the thing. He was there. So Joe goes there. You know, he's going to Pennsylvania right here. He goes, oh, Scranton, PA Joe, who was whispering to He said, I wanted to see what the count was in Scranton. He says, and again, doing his whisper thing that does, I want every precinct. I'm like, Joe. You're such a weirdo, buddy. But anyway, so listen to this headline, though. Knowing, and this is, I mean, this is knowing that the President of the United States is coming to your state. Quote, top Pennsylvania Democrats can't meet Biden due to, like Stacey Abrams, scheduling conflict. Um, John Fetterman, who's the state, if you get a look at John Fetterman, by the way, this guy is one of the angriest looking fellas I've ever seen in my life. You obviously know he's a Democrat with the amount of anger he's got going through his blood and his veins. John Fetterman was the state's lieutenant governor. Josh Shapiro, who is just a pajama boy lib, the attorney general, both missed the president's visit today in Pennsylvania because of, quote, scheduling conflicts. I mean, at what point in time are they just going to say, listen, Joe, we're trying because um in 20 uh 22 in this year um the, the Fetterman who's running for the Senate that'll be decided as will be um uh the governor's uh race in um Pennsylvania. So they were like, hey, hey, listen, we don't we don't need to have anything to do with that. Listen to this, the report said leading Pennsylvania Democrats who are not on the ballot this year, oh, they magically didn't have the same scheduling conflicts as Fetterman and Shapiro. Um, and listen to this, another top Senate candidate, okay, Senate candidate, Senate candidate, because right now he's a congressman in Pennsylvania, Connor Lamb, uh, he was there in attendance. And this is what Joe says. Joe says, quote, God, uh, Senator Lamb. Well, Joe, don't count, you know, he, he, he's not a senator yet, Joe. He's a congressman. I'm not sure who, you know, maybe, and maybe Joe, I'll give Joe a pass on this. So maybe you'll say Senator uh, to be, but he didn't say that again. I mean, here's Joe, let again, confused, you know, whispering, seeming weird, like, like, like a weird old grandpa, you know, who's just out of it at this point in time. That's what Joe is. I mean, cognitively folks, he is so out to lunch. It is ridiculous. He ain't coming back anytime soon. The question, and again, here's Mitch Landrew. Now, Mitch Landrew is a former New Orleans mayor. Okay, New Orleans mayor. Yeah, that's fine. Joe Biden has forgotten Mitch Landrew's name. I even called him Mitch McConnell at one point in time. He continuously forgets his name. Then today, says when trying to talk, when trying to say Mitch Landrew, says, the mayor of Louisiana. I didn't know the whole state of Louisiana has just one singular mayor. I mean, my God, it's just, it's bad. It's really bad uh, as far as Joe Biden. Um, then we have some breaking news uh, tonight. Biden sending troops to Eastern Europe soon as Ukraine turmoil intensifies. Hmm, very interesting because Joe earlier this week he was saying that there won't be any American forces moving into Ukraine. So then what's the point of sending American forces over to Eastern Europe? President 
uh, made the comment, says it's going to happen in the near term uh, after stepping off of Air Force One. Good thing he didn't fall like he did when he was going up Air Force One. My goodness gracious. By the way, I still think that throughout his presidency, I think he's going to fall again. I really do. Uh, he didn't say how many troops would be going, and he added uh, that he does not have an update on the tensions between Russia and Ukraine. I mean, even I think even if Joe did have an update, he probably wouldn't share it with the rest of the world. He probably doesn't even know. He, he probably actually he probably did get an update and has totally forgotten about what's going on. Um, and I keep saying, you know, he wants to send troops to Eastern Europe now. He cares so much about the Ukrainian border. Why doesn't he care about our border here? domestically we got this leaked audio come out earlier today of alejandro mayorkas who's the secretary of homeland security he was saying this quote illegal immigration is worse now than it frankly has been in at least 20 years if not ever you know it's no wonder why border agents are mad at joe unity biden alejandro mayorkas you know this was um wednesday uh, in the New York Post, DHS Secretary Mayorkas gets cold shoulder, shoulder from border agents during tense meeting. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas told agents who patrol the Yuma sector along California and Arizona that he understood the influx made their jobs harder. Quote, the job has not gotten any easier over the last few months and it was very, very difficult throughout 2021. Hmm, I wonder why that is. Maybe because of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's open borders policy? Over 2 million illegal aliens flooded into this country last year? Thanks to, again, Joe and Kamala. Um, they note, since March of last year, border agents have encountered at least 165,000 people a month alone. This is happening. A month trying to illegally cross into the country. Mallorca says, I know apprehending families and kids is not what you signed up to do and now we got a composition that is changing even more with cubans venezuelans nicaraguans and the like and it just gets more difficult he says let me just say you can turn your back on me but i won't turn my back on you well one of the agents uh it was totally ticked off said that my orcas you you've you've already turned your back on us he says, I know the policies of this administration are not particularly popular with U.S. Customs and Border Protection, but that's the reality, and let's see what we can do within that framework. So obviously, Alejandro Mayorkas knows that the open border policies that this administration is supporting, advocating for, and is all about is not working. And he doesn't, so he says, you know, I know it's not popular, but let's see what we can do. He's not, you don't see Alejandro Mayorkas because he, he supports it too. He's not going to Joe Unity Biden and saying, guess what? CBP officers are saying, this is terrible. This is not working well. But Mayorkas, Biden, Harris, they don't do a single thing about it. Why? Because they see illegal aliens as what? Potential voters, hopefully in their mind, for the Democratic Party. That's what it's about, folks. The, the debate on the border is always, always, always about voter. I mean, and I say that, I think some, I, I would argue some conservatives, you know, actually care about sovereignty and us being a sovereign nation and making sure that we control our own borders. Some Republicans, some rhino Republicans, they just see it as, as votes. And, and the Democrats, 
when's the last time you've seen a Democrat except uh, Henry Cuellar in Texas who's actually talking about the border? None of them are. They don't care who comes into this country. They don't care if they commit crimes. They don't care what happens. Obviously, on the streets, you know, they want no cash bail. And it's insane, folks. And, and come November, do we really want to give this party more power? Because from where I'm sitting, I think absolutely not, folks. I think we should give the Republicans the House and the Senate in the November of this year. And then hopefully, folks, we can only hope that Republicans, you know, they'll be strong not be rhino Republicans. Maybe the American people will give them a shot at the White House in 2024 because this one-party Democratic rule right now, what's going on in this country, is clearly not working, folks. And we have a chance to make sure that it ends come November. The Joe Unity Biden administration, as far as coming on to an end, as far as that goes, 1,087 days left to go, folks, as we are in. The 683rd day of slowing the spread. Folks, have a great weekend. Enjoy it. Tell your family and friends that you love them. Uh, do whatever it is that you love to do. Thank you, as always, for listening to the program. Have a great weekend. Back here on Monday.